Hello, and welcome to the podcast That Fangirl Life, the platform that champions female fans. This week, we're delving into the world of fan fiction with Aubrey, the author of Harry Styles' fanfic Absolution, aka London Below on Wattpad. Listen as we discuss the highs and lows of writing fanfic, why teenage girls turn to fanfics for guidance, and perhaps a little teaser for the next chapter of Absolution. Before we do get into this week's episode, I do want to give you all a trigger warning that we will be discussing topics about eating disorders and of a sexual nature. Hi everybody, we are back with another episode of That Fangirl Life and this week I am joined by Aubrey aka underscore London Below on Instagram, Twitter and Wattpad. Um, We are delving into fan fiction this week which has been highly requested to talk about Um, but first of all Aubrey do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit about you? Yes, Uh, hi I'm Aubrey, Um, I am 29 years old I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is in the United States. Um, I am better known, as you said, as uh, London Below is my username, has been for like 10 years. So most people know me. And yeah, and I have been writing fan fiction since I was 14 years old. (laughs) So most of my life. It uh, consumes me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will start how I generally start every episode, and that is asking, um, what does the word fangirl mean to you? Being a fangirl is, you know, um, God, that's like a personality trait at this point. It's it's so important, I think, um, as as a woman and as a teenage girl, because I've been a fangirl for so long, to support your favorite artists. Um, and we do so in such a passionate um, and unrelenting way. I think more so than any anybody else, fangirls are. We, we make the world go round as far as I'm concerned. I think, um, I think teenage girls, especially, I, I mean, I know I'm older, but I feel teenage girls especially are the most important fans that anybody could have because they are so artistic. They are so passionate. They will stop at nothing to get their artists to where they want them to be. And they're just, they're just the best. I love being a fangirl. (laughs) I'm so happy to be one. Don't worry as well. I'm 32. So I'm an old fangirl. Like, Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. (laughs) I'm an old (laughs) fangirl. Yeah. I never meet anybody. No. It's so hard. It's so hard to find uh, other fans that are like your age or around your age. I mean, I feel weird sometimes, but then I'm like, I literally grew up with One Direction. Like Harry's only two years younger than me. It's not weird. I need to stop (laughs) like thinking that. Yeah, but we're surrounded by such youngins that it it starts to feel like, oh, am I too old for this? But no, no we're not. Never too old for Definitely it. Definitely not. First of all, I'm gonna start off really with your kind of first introduction to One Direction because obviously that's kind of how you started writing fan fiction from what I've from my research. Um, so how were you first um, introduced to One Direction? Because obviously X Factor wasn't on in the US. Right. Um, back. In when I was, uh, I think I was 18 when they got formed. 
yeah, last year was their 10 year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was 18 when they were formed and I um, was spending a lot of time on YouTube. I feel like this is the, the general answer for most Americans who have discovered One Direction. I don't know how it happened, but I just stumbled across their um, video diaries and it was like, it was pretty early on. So it was like, right. You know, when they were in the midst of making them and releasing them. So I've been here. I'd like to say from the start, not from the very first audition, but from video diaries on, um, I was just hooked immediately and had to go and binge every single thing that involved them right away, um, which wasn't a lot back then, unfortunately. But now, you know, now fans have hours and hours of content yeah. that they can dig into. We had to wait for it back then. <laughs> but yeah, so it was YouTube. YouTube oh. led me to them, and I'm so grateful. Which I think, obviously, you played into a part of how they become so successful with, like, YouTube and Twitter and everything like that, because, obviously, for me, and I don't know about yourself, when you were a bit younger, you didn't have that accessibility to your favourite artists online because the internet wasn't as right. as a big thing back then. <laughs> so yeah, it that was really, hard. really worked into their favour. But we're going to get yeah. into, you know, I think, what everyone's like, can you let they just hurry up and get to the actual fan fiction bit? How did you first discover fan fiction? Um, oh, I was... Uh, I first started reading fan fiction when I was about 12. Um, it was just kind of browsing the internet, which I probably shouldn't have been at 12. But like you said, back in the day, there wasn't like that much to do online compared to now. Um, and I stumbled across fanfiction.net, I think mm-hmm. was the first site that I that I ever found with fanfic. And um, everybody loves to laugh at me for this, but my first fan fiction reads of choice was uh, wrestling. I was <laughs> I was really big into the WWE. I still am. I still watch it um, to this day. But back then, I was like really into WWE, and I was in love with John Cena. And I swore that I was going to marry him one day. So I would read a lot of uh, <laughs> I'd read a lot of WWE fanfic. And then from there on, it went on to um, the Jonas Brothers. And then from the Jonas Brothers to One Direction. And that's been my three uh, groups over the years. I haven't written anything else. But yeah, kind of random internet searches led me to fan fiction. And I'm so glad. (laughs) Why do you think then that, um, obviously at the time, because obviously a lot of young girls read it, why do you think personally that you gravitated towards kind of like reading fan fictions more than generally reading books as such um I think it's uh I I don't want to say it's well I think it might have been like it was so easily accessible and I mean there's just so much content online for you to just binge into mm-hmm. whereas back when I was 12 if I wanted to read a book I had to you know ask my mom to take me to the store or ask my mom to take me to the library like ebooks weren't a thing back then um these days I think it's all the same with with young girls I I think that they start to read fan fiction um in their uh selected group because it's it's so it's so it's such good content for free like we we are really we're writing like books 
full length novels and putting them on the internet for free. And a lot of them are, it's safe to say, a lot of them are better um, mutt wise than a lot of published like erotica. And I know young girls uh, tend to be very curious about the smut situation. I think that comes with like a stigma around like sex education. They don't really know a lot. So they find out through reading smutty fanfic, which is how I actually learned about sex. So (laughs) I think it has a lot to do with those factors. I I still read a lot of books, but fan fiction, um, it just hits different. I think as well, (laughs) it's um, as well that people can more visualize because they know who obviously the main character is. And then they can right. just take it and place themselves as the opposing, like, main character opposite them. or Exactly. It's, they can get more of a set it up in their own world, especially when you're younger and you're just discovering, like, how your brain works in those capacities. What made you decide, I want to give this a go, I want to write something? Um, I was just reading a lot and I wasn't finding like anything specific that I um I was starting to get bored of the things that I was reading Mm -hmm. um and I wanted things that like I was coming up with in my head I was like oh I wish there was a fanfic about this scenario or I wish there was a fanfic that like included a plus size MC and I'm I'm like I'm not finding any so let me just write it instead and that's how I started when I was I was 14 when I started to like dabble in writing I was so bad it was (laughs) like if I could find my old fanfic oh it was terrible I was just tweeting the other day about how I wrote a Jonas Brothers uh fanfic where they were vampires and (laughs) and the MC was named Aubrey and it was like you know it was like just bad like teenager stuff I don't feel that I really got um good at writing until I was like 18 19 after many many years of trying and trying and trying um I just kind of um worked my way through getting better and taught myself along the way and now I feel like I'm finally in a place where I can say like I'm like a good writer like yeah I think I would agree like yeah from reading like what I've read of your stuff like I would say like a good writer like it's gripping it's got a good plot line it's not that wishy-washy like girl meets boy and then two seconds like two sentences down they're like madly in love and more real life which I think helps people stay more engaged because it's not right because it's not perfect yeah it's not and it's not childish because obviously there is this stigma that fan fiction is seen as like a childish oh my god I know why do you personally think that they get that stigma attached to it um, I think it's because uh, fan fiction is mostly created by teenage girls mm-hmm. and um, society is, I mean, they associate anything that teenage girls like as uh, being childish and being silly. They think fan fiction, even, I mean, even me, like I catch myself uh, being like embarrassed that I write fan fiction. Um, I had only just told my friends, my like real life friends about it. I think a year or two ago, I finally told them that like, this is the thing that I do. And um, they didn't like necessarily make fun of me, but they, they don't understand it. It's, you know, I I don't think, I think a lot of people um, just think it's 
weird to write about uh, celebrities that you don't know, but it's not, it's just not like that, you know, like I'm, I'm just using his face and his name. It's, I'm not writing about like real life Harry Styles. Yeah. I'm not like doing like a self insert, like I did with the, with the Jonas Brothers vampire fanfic. Like, I, I mean, it's just, I think, I think it's unfair actually that people associate things um, that teenage girls like as being like immature and silly when it's like, we, I mean, not me anymore. I'm not a teenager anymore, but when I started, I was, and it's just, I, I've always been so passionate about fan fiction and I think it's uh, incredible that there's so many young people out there that are, have such an ability to write mm-hmm. um, such beautiful stories and they, that they post them and they share them for free. And it's like, they don't expect anything in return. It's just, they just want to create art and share it. And I don't know why that has to be shamed. And I think it's unfortunate that we do so, but I definitely think it's because it's associated with fangirls who get yeah. a bad name. That's why we're doing this podcast, the Instagram, because we're yes. trying to turn around people. We got to educate the people. Yeah, it, because fans do have a lot of power in regards to like marketing and making or breaking like an right. artist um, completely. What I want to know mostly, why Harry? Why him out of all of the people in the world where you like... I'm going to delve into this world completely right about him. Um, you know, <laughs> he's always been, he's always been my favorite. Um, since the start of One Direction, I immediately gravitated towards him. I don't know why. Um, I think there's just something about, there's just something about Harry Styles. And I think any fan of Harry Styles knows when I say that, they know exactly what I mean. He's so, he's got such a, like a pull. Like he feels like a magnet and like, I just immediately was stuck to him. And um, he's so genuine and he's so um, unashamed in being who he is. And I think that's so special. So I feel very uh, bonded to him. And he's just the easiest for me to write about now at, at this point. Like I, um, every time that I put other boys in my story, like I, I have Niall and Zane in my story and Louie and they're easy to write, but I don't think I could ever write a full fanfic about them. And I just, I guess I feel like it's because I'm more connected to Harry. So I feel like I know him better, mm-hmm. which sounds so stupid <laughs> because I don't know him, but as a fan, you feel such a connection to, uh, to the artist. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so I always just felt more of a connection to him. I, I, I don't know. I think in my 18 year old brain, it was mostly because I thought he was the hottest. And then it kind of gradually went from there to where I was like, okay, he's also so funny and so sweet and so genuine. And, and it just blossomed from there. 10 year long love now. Obviously we've covered the why Harry, but now we kind of need to cover how did the idea for Absolution come about? Um, it's actually kind of funny. So I used to write fan fiction on a site called OneDirectionFanFiction.com. Um, it was popular back when uh, they first got started. So I was writing on there in 2011, 2012. Um, 
and I was writing Harry fanfic on there as well. And at that time, when I finished um, the story that I was writing, I went into my phone and I wrote in the notes app, just like three or four like general summaries for stories that I wanted to do in the future. Um, and then I left them in there and forgot about them. And, <laughs> and before I started Absolution, I looked in my phone and I was like, oh, I was like, I really miss writing. Like I should really write a story. And I remembered that I did that. So I looked, I went into my, into my notes app and I pulled it out and there sh sure as shit was the second or third one down was uh, Harry is in, uh, is a fighter in an underground um, fight club at college and um, he meets a girl who makes him want to I think I wrote like who makes him want to stop fighting for the first time in forever and it was I immediately I was like I gotta do this I've got to do this I mean it's just sitting in my phone for the past eight years like it's time to bring it out I I had taken like a really long break from writing fan fiction so this was my first story in like six maybe six years um, and it was really nerve wracking, but, um, yeah, I just, I went off my notes app that I wrote back in 2012. Thank you. Past me. Um, <laughs> I don't know where the story came from. What would you say your writing process is like, have you got the whole story? Like this question got sent in quite a lot. <laughs> have you got the whole story like mapped out start to finish or are you, I'm just going to write this chapter and see what happens and then publish. This up until this last chapter that I posted which was chapter 40 I have been winging everything um I had no plan I am I'm literally the least organized person in the world and I find that outlines personally kind of um tend to drag me down like I feel like I can't go off of the, the outline that I've created and um I want to be able to, which I know that I could, but when I have it out there, I, I just, I feel like a responsibility to like stick to it. Mm -hmm. So I haven't, I haven't had an outline, but now that we're starting to like get down to things, like some stuff is like really going to start to happen in the next, let's see, in five chapters, some, some shit is going down. So I have to really plan out what I'm doing from there. So my friends forced me like, this is horrible. This is the worst thing you could have ever made me do. But now I, I'm starting to plan things out. I'm getting there. I'm working my way through it. It's really difficult. I hate it. I never want to do it again. But with stories like mine, where there's like, like there's an escorting ring involved and there's um, like a bunch of illegal shit, drugs and the, the fight club, it's just, it's important to have an outline so that you can keep all the small details together um so it, it was definitely needed but I haven't had one this whole time I've I've just been winging it I'm just starting it right now because I'm a mess <laughs> that's fine though because like some people I know some people just find it easier just to see where the story yeah. takes them whereas like some people I know they've been like writing the same story for like years because they're like I want to get this so perfect and so like no that no one can come back and be like hold up Four chaps ago, you yeah. said that her shoes were blue, and now you're telling me she's wearing blue shoes. Like, because that's the problem with with, yeah. with the comments that you do get on WhatsApp. You do get people that are like, no, 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 like oh. this is not. Like, yes, 
I'm so scared for when the story's over and people are reading through it from start to finish, no stopping, because they're going to find all my plot holes. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> I'm just like dreading it. I'm like, oh, please don't bring it up. I'm like hoping that I cover everything enough so that they don't bring it up. But, you know, there's always that person that finds every little detail yeah. that's wrong. Uh, one of the questions oh, I kind of had a similar thing kind of written down but we'll go for what they, they said um when did you realize that absolution was like gaining interest and reads yes. um it's it's almost at two million now I think we're well the last time that I checked I haven't checked Wattpad today yet um but the last time I checked it was at like 1.68 million I think which is so weird to me because I just hit one million like a, I think two months ago not even Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, it was a very slow crawl up to the million. Um, it started to hit 10,000 reads literally every single day when, um, a girl that I'm friends with, her name is Grace. Um, her, she's on TikTok, Beetle Pimp Side Piece is her, <laughs> it's her username. And she posted a TikTok about, um, Absolution and it blew up on Harry Potter TikTok. They thought that it was about Harry Potter, but it was actually about <laughs> Harry Styles. And but it still led to like a bunch of people coming to read it and that's when things really started to like roll up. Um so yeah, when tick when I started seeing a lot of TikToks about it, that's when I realized like oh, like things are like starting to move now. Um cuz the TikToks would get viral so fast yeah. and I'm just like I'd be sitting there like, oh my God, this has like 500,000 views. What am I going to do with that? Like all those people are coming to me now and I'm scared. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it, it was a slow progress. But then once the TikTok started rolling in, it really sped up. Do you find that spurred you on to write more or make you more nervous in regards to writing? It made me more nervous. I, I was... I. I think I was a lot more confident in um, the story and my abilities when it was a smaller story and when I had less um, less comments on it. I, I find myself getting very sensitive and very um, hurt by comments so easily now because there's so I, I, I'm it's at the point where I don't even read the comments. Yeah. I, I let myself read it like a couple of hours after I post a chapter. And then I have to force myself to stop because guaranteed there's always some asshole in my comments saying something rude. Um, And I know, you know, generally the comments that are upsetting me are not meant to upset me. I try to just let them go. Um, But there's always people that come in literally just to be mean. And uh, those ones bother me the most because I'm just like, why are you wasting your time? Like, just like, let's just move on. Um, I had an incident actually on chapter 40 where um, it was a smut chapter and Zara was writing Harry's face and um, somebody commented on that section and called her a fat ass. And I was like, what? (laughs) What? Like, what? (laughs) I was was shocked because I hadn't had, um, that I know of, I haven't seen any fat shaming comments so far, which I was very grateful for. Um, that was the first one. And I, you know, one in 40 chapters is not that bad, at least that I'm seeing. Um, so it's not that bad, but it's still harmful. And it's, you know, I, I had to go and 
it already had like 20 replies to it of people like bitching this person out. And I had to delete the comment because I was like, I'm not leaving that hatred on my story. Um, And then, yeah, it's the comments on, on Wattpad can be so cruel and it's, it scares me a lot. So it's made me more nervous about my writing. Um, I feel like I have to do more and do better um, to please the people because I'm scared that they'll be mean to me. I don't get it right I have a lot of a lot a lot a lot of really good people behind me and like a lot of support so um, I'm just trying to focus on the the positive it's hard because um TikTok and like the way that people forget that there's actual people like even we were saying like with celebrities and they forget that it's an actual person just because you don't know them don't see them they're an actual person and these characters that you created are essentially like your children that you've like you've birthed them exactly like, yeah you're nurturing them and giving them the life like through your words basically yeah so if someone does say something like that you're yeah. not gonna be like hold up one second like knowing it it's not necessarily directed at you but it's still something that you've wrote about and created that I create yeah that I created so it's like yeah I always have I always go back and forth with like wanting um like wanting to be loved and like received well and not wanting to be perceived at all like I just go back and forth between those two so so often I I want to share my art but I don't want people to judge it so it's like you know it's like it's hard to find a good middle ground when you're putting yourself and your art out there onto the internet where people can be so cool Obviously, we've mentioned just then about the smutty um, scene yeah. that we have in them. Um, do you feel pressured to write them as smutty as possible, like from people? Because I'm yes. Because I always see when people like leave it on a like ending where it insinuates that something's going to happen, and then the next chapter it doesn't. They're like, "Why did you leave that out?" Like, and they proper come for people. Like they the author like why did you not include that or either you go like full in and people are like we didn't want to know all the deep like all these like really big details like do you find that it's so difficult to kind of balance I I think that if I ever uh alluded to smut and then didn't write the actual smut and just skipped it and then like you know went to the next morning after I would have people coming after me with pitchforks I I really find I I feel that I would say 95% of my readers are here for the smut um which that's fine uh, I get it but it's not it's not all smut you know there's a plot going on here there's a message happening here and I think it's important to receive that as well um so I am grateful to the ones that do receive that but I know um, a lot of the new readers, especially that are coming from like TikTok, um, they are coming from seeing my smut scenes on TikTok. So they come for the smut, like specifically, um, which is why I mark, I mark all of my chapters with a little like asterisk in the title if it includes smut, so that people can just go to the smut and go and then keep going (laughs) you know like if I get it I get it I was once a horny teenager too sometimes you just want some smut I feel it but I do feel pressure um because there's a lot of really good smut out there as well and a lot of really intense smut 
Um, so I feel pressure to keep making my smut bigger and like, and, and uh, more degrading and more um, like new kinks. I just like, like I've started another story after absolution and I've been scratching my brain trying to think of different kinks that I can use in um, the next story is called Petal. Um, I, I'm trying to think of different kinks that I can use in Petal that I haven't used in absolution. And there's like none there's, I mean, like, I feel like I've covered everything in absolution. So I'm just gonna have to like recycle some shit. And I know people will still love it. They'll still read it, but it's like, that worries me. I'm like, Oh my God, are they still going to want to read it? Even though it's the same, like spit kink, slap kink, um, type of thing happening. And I mean, the answer is yes, they'll still read it, but, <laughs> but it worries me. It concerns me for sure. Um, what made you decide, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try writing smart in your work. Cause like, it's a hard thing to do, like for it to not be so like base, like basic and just yeah, describing what we like. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to do it? Like bite the bullet and go full in. Um, this is going to be weird. Um, <laughs> um, so I went through a phase uh, in my life where that I like to call my hoe phase. Um, and during my hoe phase, I discovered that I'm like really good at sexting boys. Um, specifically, uh, girls scare me too much for that. But <laughs> boys specifically, um, I'm very good at sexting with them. And I was like, as I was doing it, I was like, you know what? I was like, I could write erotic fiction. Like I could totally do that. So then um, I dabbled in it with my first story about Harry, um, but it was nothing like Absolution. Like Absolution is the first story where I've really gotten intensely into my kinks. And I think that's because um, over the last like five years of my life, I've truly discovered all of my kinks and I've learned more about what I like in bed and um, um, the type of stuff that I like. So I was like, you know, like, I like reading about this and I know everybody else likes reading about this. So I might as well try to write it. Um, and I think it's going well for the most part. How long do you spend writing and editing a chapter? So um, I'll usually post, I'll post on um, Sundays is my usual day to post. And then I give myself like Monday off to kind of chill. And then I'll start to dabble into the next chapter on Tuesday and I just take my time. I write like a couple hours, maybe every night um, from Tuesday to Friday. And then Saturday during the day, I kind of bust out like the general portion of the chapter. That's when I get most of my writing done just because I work Monday through Friday. Um, so I don't have much time to write during the week. Uh, so Saturday's the, the big day. And then um, editing my chapters, I so I send my chapters um, when I'm done. I send them to two, um, two of my friends to go through and read and give their comments on if they think anything needs to be changed. And then I take their notes and I put them, you know, I like kind of take them into consideration. And then I'll go in and I'll edit. My editing process takes me two to three hours. Like I go through very um slowly to catch any I don't I'm very big on grammar and spelling I think um uh, proper grammar proper spelling proper punctuation in fan fictions I think is very important um that's just me being obsessive though I know um that there are some big ones out there that don't have that and I just like I can't 
I'm just crazy. I can't. It, so I, I go through very slowly for about two to three hours um, before I post the chapter and I do all the edits then. Mm-hmm. And then I just post, post right, right after, as soon as I'm done editing. I think being in the pandemic has helped, has helped a lot that um, I can't really do anything else. So I have a lot more time. All I do is work and write. Um, I'm a little nervous for when the world is normal again, because it's going to take time away from me writing because I'll have things to do. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, I try to make my chapters anywhere from 7,000 to 10,000 words each chapter. And it's, I don't know how some people like bang out that much, like every single day. I, I can't, I can't, (laughs) I need, I need too many mental breaks for that. What we'll do now is we're going to do a little kind of like quick fire round. So really nice and simple. So we'll go with like, um, we'll go with one direction for these first like four. So favourite song? Uh, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? That is like everyone's favourite song when you ask them. <laughs> Everyone, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? Supremacy. I love yeah. it. It's so good. Um, I was so mad it wasn't a single. Favorite album? Uh, four. Worst song? What makes you beautiful? I hate it. Oh no! <laughs> I know. I know. Every. I mean, I'll still sing it, but oh, I don't. I just. I just hate it. It's just... Um, the worst album. Oh God. Uh. You're gonna go with the first one, aren't you? <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the first one. I, I mean, their early stuff is just, you know, it's just not it for me. It's just not it for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've already covered this, but favorite member, Harry. Um, <laughs> favorite Harry era, long hair, long hair. Oh my god, long hair, skinny jean, YSL Harry. Oh god. <laughs> Um, things to me okay and then for the last two they're like more fanfic based fave fanfic you've read of someone else's um i am currently reading drag by miss arabella styles on wattpad and it is so good and she's amazing and i love her so drag and then your favorite character from absolution <laughs> zara my girl she's i mean i i feel like i uh based her off of me quite a bit so <laughs> my girl <laughs> that leads me nicely though on to now really like where did the inspiration for Zara come come from really I mean I don't want to say it's she's not all me she's got a lot of um she's got a lot of personality traits that are not my own um but I do take um her inspiration like her character has Um, a lot of body image issues and she has a binge eating disorder which I also suffer from so um, I took those aspects of me and I put them into her because I I haven't personally read any fan fictions that have gotten into binge eating disorder I think there's a really big stigma around it around eating disorders in general Um, I think a lot of people think you have to be thin to have an eating disorder and that's absolutely not true Um, so I really wanted to get into uh, that in an educational way, if I could, which I'm hoping that I'm doing a good job at, I'm trying my best. Um, so yeah, Zara, 
Zara is, uh, I write her for every single plus size fat girl who has ever felt um, like they weren't good enough to be with somebody who is deemed conventionally attractive by society. Um, I think that that's bullshit. And, you know, good looking men want to fuck fat girls too, like without fetishizing us. So I think it's important to um, to have representation mm-hmm. for us big bigger girls like me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I did I did put a lot of me into her, but um, there's a lot of her that I wrote because I wish I could be that. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like um, I like she's so strong, and I could never. <laughs> I mean, like I'm pretty. <laughs> strong but she's like she's fearless she's like confident and she's fearless and she doesn't take shit from anybody and like there's so many things about her that I wish I could be and I think that's why I write them because I'm trying to like write them into existence for myself personally um and it helps to do that it helps to write about her I enjoy reading like her because she is like feisty like takes no shit but yeah it has still got feelings and it's not like when you read some other fan, fan books and they're like or just or any books really in general when it's some a main character who takes no shit but they're just you can't connect on that next like little bit of level with them right because they're kind of like hard like, yeah yeah and you don't ever get past like to actually know them and um, one of the questions someone sent in was what are the ups and downs of writing fan fiction i find a lot of personal happiness in writing um just because i have so many uh ideas swirling around in my head i have i feel that i'm a very creative person and i i think if i don't get them out onto paper like my brain will explode so it feels good it feels like therapeutic for me to write especially absolution because i'm going into problems that I've experienced myself so um it's it's it feels good for me to write for me to get it all out there it's like therapy to me and then like when it's well received um when people enjoy it especially uh when people come to me and tell me that like Zara has helped them be more confident in their body and like reading about Zara has helped them realize that they have an eating disorder and they need um to get help and like when I get messages like that I'm like I mean, it's still like, it just puts butterflies in my stomach and in my chest. Cause I'm like in awe that like people feel so strongly about someone that I have written. Um, and it brings me a lot of happiness to connect with people through absolution and through Zara. Um, as for the downside of it, um, there's a lot of pressure that I mostly put on myself. I, I wouldn't blame, um, anybody that reads absolution for putting pressure on me they're all very sweet when I tell them I need a break everybody's super understanding um but I put a lot of pressure on myself with it I I'm always striving to do um more and do bigger things with it and like I and then the the comments I mean Wattpad is kind of a free-for-all uh and there's a lot of very immature people that come in and read the story um and leave like their nasty opinions about it um in the comment section because they they're used to 
authors not reading their comments, I guess, but I, I was reading my comments for a very long time. I would go through and I'd read every single one of them. I refuse to let myself do that anymore because it's not good for my mental health. Um, so yeah, just the, the negativity that can happen on Wattpad, which isn't always. Um, and then the pressure that I put on myself is those are the only downsides that I really feel to fan fiction. What three tips would you have for someone wanting to start out writing fan fiction? I would say I think it's important to have a good support system around you. Find a friend or two who are who's willing to read your work and be brutally honest with you. I think that's important, especially when you're starting out. Because um, when I first started out, I was not good. I was, I mean, I was terrible, and I didn't show my I didn't show my work to anybody for a really long time. And then I started sharing it with a friend of mine. And she was always very honest with me about things and how I needed to switch things up and what I needed to do better. And I think that's important. So good support system, find a friend who will, who will um, go over things with you and be honest. Um, number two is my fave uh, spelling and grammar. I think it's important to be very um, careful about these things. I think that they're important to a story um, personally. I know a lot of people feel the same way. Um, there are a lot of sites, there's like Grammarly, you can put your whole text in and it'll it'll zoom through it for you and find any grammar mistakes and um, spelling mistakes and stuff like that. I think that's important. And number three is to write about what you know, write about what you love um, and most importantly, have fun with it. You know, if you're not having a good time, it's it's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it. You need to, you need to be loving what you're writing about. You need to be enjoying what you're writing about or else it's going to feel like a job and mm -hmm. fan fiction is not a job. It's yeah. a, it's a fun activity that we do because we love writing. Um, so don't let it get to the point where it feels like it's a job. If it's feeling too heavy to you, uh, put it down and take a break. That's important. Breaks are important. So technically four tips. But <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever want to get um, your book slash books published. Right. I have dreamed of being a published author for the last 10 years of my life. So I would love that. Um, Absolution specifically, I don't think so. Um, just because I feel that I'm personally not ready yet. You know, I, I think the early chapters of Absolution were still a little... Mm, um, it was my first time writing in many years, so they still felt a little iffy to me. If I could go back and edit it all, like, yeah, then maybe I could see it. But um, but yes, one day I would love to have um, one of my works published. I, I That's the goal. That's the dream. So we've got three more questions to kind of round everything up in a nice little uh, package um okay what has writing harry based fanfics taught you about yourself oh that's a good question i think that writing fanfiction has taught me a lot of patience um it has taught me that's a really that's actually kind of a hard question um because I never think about that but I feel I feel that it has taught me to be more um more open about 
uh, my creativity. You know, like I said, I didn't tell my friends that I was writing fan fiction um, until I started doing Absolution. And um, I think it's important to, to like, you know, I feel Harry in general has made me want to be such a more open person. And so writing fanfic about him has taught me patience and it's made me more open and it's just, you know. You get to, you get to think about Harry Styles and all the ways that you, you ever really wanted to. It's, it's, it's nice to like, oh, being able to like fan, like, like being able to like think about Harry Styles in all these different scenarios is so surreal. Like, just like a look and I wish I always tell my friend Brie I tell her all the time I'm like I wish that I could like project all the things happening in my brain regarding fan fiction and Harry Styles onto like a screen for you guys because you guys would be like holy shit that's like insane because like Absolution plays like a movie in my head and like it's so weird to see like Harry Styles starring in my movie. (laughs) How has writing fanfic it's kind of similar question but how has it impacted your life? Oh god it has brought me a specifically um, One Direction fan fiction because I, when I first started writing the Harry Styles fanfic, that was the first fanfic that I had that like blew up and got popular. Um, my first two, which were called Dark Side and Daylight. Oh my God, they're, they're just very old. Um, but they blew up and that was the first time that I uh, found myself having like a community around me. Um, and even more so now with Absolution, I feel that writing fan fiction has brought me um, a safe space online with others who are so similar minded um, to me about fan fiction and about Harry and um, and about the issues that we go into with Zara, like, like especially Absolution. They, I have such a, a sense of community with the girls and... Um, everybody that follows me on Twitter, um, it feels like a little family, you know? And like, I've never had that before. And I, I've, I'm not, I'm the baby of my family. I'm not like a big sister to anybody, but I've always wanted to be. And I feel like that now. Like, I feel like I have a bunch of little siblings that like follow me on Twitter and on Wattpad. And like, they come to me for advice and they come to me to like come out and like tell me that they're gay or they're bi or they're pan. And like, it just feels so, I feel so, um, lucky to have the sense of community around me and like the safe space to be able to provide it for people um and I hope that I can continue to do so as we go on and then the final question is can we have a teaser for the next few chapters let me go a little on my outline so let's see what can I tell you guys Ooh. <laughs> If this time's up right, I will have just released a chapter that is going to send people into hysterics. Oh, a character is dying. Oh, wait, no. Okay, if it's in four weeks from now, the chapter that I'm going to be posting is going to include a character death. And <laughs> uh, Ava, Ava, for everybody listening, someone is about to die or someone has just died for us. Either somebody, has, somebody either is about to die or somebody just died i am so sorry <laughs> oh my god that's how i'll know who's listened to the podcast or not if they know that somebody is about to die or somebody yeah. you know i would be post 
I would be posting that chapter on the fourth then. So they wouldn't they wouldn't get it for another day after. So they're all gonna be freaking out now, being like, who is that who is dying in 48 hours? Yep. Oh good timing. Very good. (laughs) Yeah. Now everyone's gonna be like, what? On that Sunday, like, come on. Oh Oh god, I can't wait. Thanks so much to Aubrey for joining me on this week's episode of That Fangirl Life. If you have been affected by any of the issues we've spoken about in today's episode, please do go check out our Instagram for some helpful resources at That Fangirl Life Podcast for further information and help. I will be back next week with Ruth Caps discussing about travelling the world to see Harry Styles on tour and so much more. <laughs>